Welcome to the CEO-led sales podcast, the podcast that empowers CEOs to gain control of their sales and have predictive revenue in the future. I'm your host, Andrew Ford, and I'll be interviewing Andrew Phillips, the sales expert and the author of the book, The CEO-Led Sales. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the CIO Led Sales Podcast. I'm Andrew Ford, your host, and we have Andrew Phillips, our contributor and author and sales expert, who is here to talk about the practical steps of implementing his system based on some feedback we got from one of his regular listeners to the podcast, Greg, who was reading the book, listening to the podcast, and said, how do I actually get started from his position on implementing this system? Because it is a big system. It is a big process of transformation to go through. And we normally sort of start from the CEO and get, get the CEO plan started, but that's not always the way it actually works. So Andrew, if you don't mind, I'd like to you know, query you today and to get some real sort of nitty gritty details about how you actually help people start to implement this system and improve their, their sales process and transform their organization really into the more client expert led sort of organization. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. And I think it's very it's a very realistic um, question to ask because while we say in the book that to implement the right model, you must start with the CEO sales plan, not everyone's going to be able to implement the right model because you may be a sales leader in one part of a business and say, I've got to get more rigor around how I pursue my long-term deals so therefore, how about I just implement the attainment plan section, for instance, and I'll do that in the absence of a, of a, of a CEO sales plan and get underway. And I think, I think that's realistic. You're not implementing the whole right model. Mm. You are implementing the parts that will make a significant difference to your business. So, so and it's interesting you because just recently I ran a workshop for an organisation very much along the same lines. This organisation... Uh, large multinational selling into federal government wanted to ensure that their team of account managers, you know, I, I, again, I like the term uh, uh, um, client expert because I believe that's a much more reflective term, but they have account managers still. Um, how are they going to be able to guarantee that they achieve their targets over the period of time and and deliver and deliver a great outcome for both the corporation and the, uh, the themselves as an individual. And if you think about it, you know, an organisation makes decisions sometimes from top down. The CEO gets your book, they read it, they're like, "Wow, you know, I like the outcomes. I'm going to put the effort in. I'm going to maybe engage you or somehow create their plan and then roll it out." That's one option, but that doesn't always happen. The CEO's got lots of different objectives. They're worried about you know. Um, transformations, they've got, you know, Industry 4.0, which we, we've recorded a podcast, you listen to that, there's a lot of challenges there, um, you know, they've got COVID, and so they're distracted, they've got a lot of things to think about, and there's only one of them. However, there might be several people in the middle, middle of doing deals who are, you know, wanting to implement, you know, improvements in processes, and they get the, the information, there's the podcast by the book, 
And sometimes you can sell up. Sometimes those people can implement and have transformation and then go, this has worked so well, CEO. Can, can you next year do a plan which will help the year after and so forth? So that must be a reality because the pressure is really on the sales leaders um, to get this right. And if you can help them to start with, you might be able to influence the whole organization. Was that, is that sort of how this one works? Absolutely, yeah. So I look at sales uh, plans or attainment plan as a three-dimensional Three-dimensional or multi-dimensional might be even might be better because what you need to look at is so traditionally we look at an account plan mm. and we look at that account plan running over a twelve-month period. The vast majority of organisations do that. Start of their financial year. How are you going to achieve your number salesperson? That's it. Five accounts, ten opportunities. Off you go. Rolling pipeline, the beautiful title pipeline that we see. Deal's going to close this month. Oh, sorry, didn't close. Budget change. It'll close next month. Oh, sorry. Decision maker went on leave. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's an election cycle coming up. Oh, sorry. You know, and suddenly we get to the end of the 12 months. So that just doesn't work, but the vast majority of organisations do it. So I approached this other, this organisation I was working with to look at it in a multi-dimensional sense. You need to look at your plans over a number of years. Three years is in my opinion, the minimum time you can look at a sales uh, strategy over. Mm-hmm. You've got to look at it in a what's my plan A, what's my plan B, and what's my plan C. You don't need to have a plan A, plan B, and plan C for every single um, uh, opportunity or client in that in that rolling three-year period, but you do need to have a mix of them. And then the other dimension you need to be looking at is what are my opportunities that I'm going to be to be uh, pursuing with those clients, which ones are really mature today in my organisation, which ones are maturing today, and which ones do I need to start thinking about retiring? So another dimension there. And then that fourth dimension is, what opportunities am I going to create in my market and create in my in my clients that my clients don't even know about. So this that's the multi-dimensional approach to how you need to create this plan. So we worked um, one-on-one with with the team there to create a plan that looked directly at those four components in in, in their environment. And it takes some time. You, you can't just you can't just have a two-hour workshop that says, great, we'll start here and we'll work toward the end because there's a lot of research that you need to mm. be able to go and do in, in the marketplace to be able to fill those, that to get that level of, of detail to ensure that you're successful. So the way, we, the way we, that we kicked it off by clearly articulating the problem we were trying to solve. What are the, what is that problem? And for the clients you're talking about? For, or for the organisation? No, for, for the individual salespeople. What was the problem they would, because you can't have, a, the strategy needed to be articulated for the company they were working for's success and for their, their success. So we articulated that problem. And then, of course, once we identified opportunities, we had to do that again, and we're still in that process today. Mm. Um, we had to articulate again, what was the problem we're now trying to solve for the client? But unless you know what your strategy is doing for you, you don't know how to keep pace with it and how to keep it on track because things will change over time. And if you can't relate back to the problem, you won't have a solid um, decision-making rock that you can come back to to go, ah, this is the problem I'm trying to solve for the company for me, therefore this is the right decision to make. If you don't do that, you'll just be picking it 
picking it, whatever, whatever is the low-hanging fruit, and it may not solve your long-term problem. Yeah. So, so I want to get super practical. So, let's say there's an organisation out there that is thinking of going through this process. I'm a, I'm a sales leader in the organisation. I've got a team. You know, we might have a pipeline of I don't know fifty million dollars, or you know, yeah. a lot of money. So yeah. it's worth spending time on. And I've got I've got eight people. Let's just say that. So so you would come in and it would be one day to start with and then ongoing or is it like is it ongoing coaching or is it a one day workshop that sets a foundation we just do it ourselves or you know what 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 would you recommend and what did with those four dimensions are they four different documents are they stored in a crm somewhere and just how do we practically relate all this yeah, together it's a very very good question so again this particular organization used a template that i created and but that's you don't need to do that right mm. um you, you need to start off step by step. First thing, first workshop was uncovering the problem. The, 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 the sales lead in this particular um, conversation got right on the front foot and, and, and articulated the focus areas. What did he want his team to focus on? What were those big focus items, which is essentially the problem, right? Which is sort of the CEO-led. It's not the organisation, but no, it's no, the but division. It's very, very similar to the CEO-led yeah. sales. And he would team. normally get that from the CEO anyhow. He would normally anyhow. get it from the CEO, yeah. but here is my big focus areas. Yeah. What are we doing? How do I do A? How do I do B, C, and D? Then the individual client experts or account managers, they then needed to take them and go, right, here are my clients. How do I practically implement those focus areas which are which are above where they are how do i bring them to a level which make them relevant for what my client is doing today so that we had to go off and do some research to understand what what cycles the client was in whereabouts their tendering process was for particular opportunities what their current business was and very importantly how do we then go and reference other bits of business we're doing to influence that client to move into our path? And then, so that was sort of like our objectives for the client. Mm. And now they took a while to, 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 to uncover so it. So is this over multiple weeks? You're yeah, doing we, yeah we, we took about uh, about eight weeks to do this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. So, um, and you're coming in weekly or something? Well, like yeah, that. I was working uh, with them at least weekly, yes, yeah. perhaps even. And then I was working one-on-one with them as well yeah. to, to, to differentiate that. Um, and so, against the, so if you think of the focus areas with the problems, what problems am I trying to solve there with the focus areas? Then we looked at what the objectives were to, to work on solving the problem area, and that's a bit of, what I'm going to do, if you think of what am I going to do to achieve my focus areas, what? And then we looked at projects and then we said, so if this is the what we're going to do, this is the projects so are how we're going to go about doing it. Yeah, great. Okay. And, and they were really important. And we spent a lot of time there because often if you look at the what and the how, we can get confused on those. Mm. And I've got a bit of a rule. If you can swap the what and the how around, then one of them's wrong. <laughs> you know, right? so you've got to you've got to make certain that the what describes what you are going to do, and the how describes how you will achieve it, mm. and that and, and that's and that's and that's very important. And that was for each client and for each opportunity that you wanted to pursue in the client. And then we worked with the we worked with them to understand the KPIs. 
the behaviours I need to exhibit to achieve the how. Mm. So, and the how obviously drives the what, the what drives the focus areas. And a great test on KPIs, which we put on top on the KPIs is, if I did the KPIs more often or earlier, would that achieve the what? Mm. And if it if, if sooner or faster, um, and if it doesn't, then it's not a good KPI. Yeah, yeah. You know, because often you see, you know, we were encountering in the early stages of the planning, you'd encounter plans to have a plan. Oh, I plan to do this to plan to get that. Yeah. Well, that's no good. A yeah. plan to have a plan is no good. So everything needs to be practical, directly related back. So we just did that cycling through, and I feel when I look at where we are now that we have some very, very real, very actionable, measurable uh, uh, strategies to achieve the outcome for the organisation. So let me ask you, so that this is not a new team. So no, I, it's a, well, it's a mixture of yeah, mixture of new and old. Yeah, yeah but but new people. But the, what I mean is they've got deal flow. Yeah, that's so, good. yep. So yep. they've already got KPIs. They've already got you know strategies in place. They've already got ideas of what they want to do. They're already clients. So and deals in the pipeline. So does this replace that, or how do you how do you you know are these KPIs now the KPIs and the old KPIs are out the door? Uh, so it's a combination of both. So um, so we were very clear to articulate that the cadence that we were setting up here was um, in conjunction with the business flow reporting metrics and cadence as well. So this was an on-the-ground, how-do-I-behave yep. methodology that we set up to, uh, which which basically followed the attainment plan structure yep. uh, to go forward in the relationship that they were having with each of their clients. So we're sensitive to the to the current systems processes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it's got to be integrated. It's got to work. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. We, we, not, we don't go don't go in there and throw out exactly anything they're doing today. We must be complementary to what's happening. Great. And we yeah. must not be an overhead to what they're doing. Uh, we must add value at, at all levels. And the team needs to go. Yes, I get this. I get okay. why this is going to make me more successful. So, so it's improvement, clarity, refocus rather than complete new systems, which I think is really important because people might think that this is like a forklift and you're going from no, one to the next, and no, it's not, right? No, no, definitely not. And, uh, you know, they're still reporting in their CRM and they're still updating the whatever their and sales still CRM. still working on the deals. And, they're still working on the deals. They're still moving through. You're still killing off deals. You're still putting new deals in. But the thing is you've got a very realistic measure of success. Yeah. And the moment you see that, and as we talked, if you're doing all the KPIs and your deal's not moving forward, that's not success. Mm. Oh, I've, I've done all the KPIs. You know, I've done, we, we agreed. But the deal's not moving forward, so something's wrong. The yeah. deal's wrong or the KPIs are wrong. Yeah, one or the other. One, yeah. of the, one something's wrong, right? So then we have to go back in. But that's what's not in the rigour of a, of, a, of a pursuit today that I see in the vast majority of cases. Mm. It's I'm keeping throwing myself at the brick wall and the brick wall's not falling over, I better throw myself at the brick wall more often. Well, mm. that's crazy. Yeah. So it's actually I've got to change totally my behaviours. But mm. when you've got clear goals and you've got clear you've got clear um, KPIs, you know something's got to change if you're not doing yeah. what you plan to do as a result of those actions. Mm. Yeah. And also it's leading to a bigger objective because you've got this central problem to solve. Yes. Um, and so therefore it's not 
sporadic deals where you can find them. It's you know, there's more stepping stone deals leading to a to your foundation deal. Yeah, a bedrock, 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 bedrock deal. deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, the point is, of course, or that deals. you've got a targeted number of deals in your pipeline, and they're the ones you've got to work on. And again, a trait that we see very often of of poor account managers and poor sales management on top of those account managers is that the deals. Oh, that deal's gone. New deal in. That deal's gone. New deal in, and. It's not the same problem I talk about deals flowing with the tide, you know, constantly being mm. being pushed out, but it's this, the results exactly the same yeah. in that, oh, that client was never going to buy from us or that client did this, that client. And you go, actually, you don't have a strategy. Yeah, you have a strategy. You, you, yeah. don't have, you don't have a strategy because all you're doing is you're like a kid in the candy shop. You're going in and just putting, grabbing a new deal, and yet on the face of it, the deal's a solid deal, but... It just gets kicked out the pipeline a, a month later. Mm. Now, of course, we want to qualify deals out, but we want to qualify them out. We don't just want to throw them out because they don't happen to be going your way because you're not having the right conversation with a client to keep them in your keep them in your um, in, in your pipeline. Yeah, that's interesting. So, and and so this works ongoing, obviously. With, with this, this works client. ongoing, yes. Yeah. So, can we use an example? I think that might uh, help people sort of really, really get what we're talking about here. So let's say that this this organisation selling to let's say the federal government, right? And so they've got you know deals in the pipeline with different government agencies. They could be direct you know government, or they could be like departments, or they yes. could be government managed agencies. And there's an election coming up. So how would we plan for that? And how would we um, not necessarily talking about just you know the planning cycle of FedGov, but that's an influence, obviously. Sure. Um, and so. You know, how would you uh, wrap KPIs around, you know, people who are dealing with that environment? And I just wanted to sort of get some real case study sort of material or use another example if you've got one that you could allude to. Well, look, I think the election example is really good because, uh, you know, we'll get this podcast out very shortly, which will mean it's still still, uh, relevant in that, you know, here we are beginning of December um, and we've got only a couple of weeks before the Christmas shutdown occurs. So we've got about a month now to absolutely go hard in my in, in, in progressing the sales through. We know that we know that most industries, governments no different, close down for you know around three weeks uh, over 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 the Christmas break. So by the middle of January, we will have people back on deck again. We've got an election no later than the 17th of May. Mm. So let's say early May, we'll have an election. We'll have an election, which means six weeks before that will be in caretaker period. So that's about halfway through March. Halfway through March, there'll be no big decisions made in government. Um, and then, and then there'll be it'll either go one way or the other, right? It'll be you know yeah, one party will the, be in the one will be but returned, making, or there'll be a new one in. But we're yes. making a three year plan, right? Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. So, so I'm the sales head of a of a company that sells into to government yeah. technology products. Let's just say, um, or any products really, and I'm thinking about okay, how do I inform my team of solutions, things, you know, what my problem is I need to make my quota yeah. um, and we sell a technology solution, let's say. So so how would you, what would be the next layer of detail for them? Would it be like, you know, you'd be on these accounts, you'd be on those accounts, um, you know, what sort of behaviours and KPIs? Give me an example. Because we say KPIs, what do, you, what do you mean? Give me an example. What would it say? Oh, so... so- what we would absolutely have as KPIs is we would definitely want to be having KPIs around 
um, conversations and proposals for stepping stone deals to clients this year. Okay. A number of them, you know, a, a metric of three, five, whatever that happens to be. You must be driving that behavior into your sales people today, getting them in front of clients, giving them proposals for um, for stepping stone deals, small deals that will you know are going to lead you toward your bedrock deal for for next year. That that that's that's an absolute definite. If you're not doing that with your team, you're going to definitely fail. Okay. Um, you've you've also got to be doing that right up until uh, the election's called. I don't feel you now. This is not going to be black and white. This is not a can't. This can't be a black and white answer. But I'm going to say, I think if you are going to be trying to respond in an unsolicited manner to a large-scale deal in government today, this close to an election, you might be wasting a lot of energy and time because it's very unlikely you'll get a decision on before that. Then, before yeah. that. It's very unlikely. Uh, but that's why I'm saying stick with the stepping stone deals so that you can you can create awareness and create, create um the knowledge in those industries. And just remember, too, that just because a government may, may change, uh, the public servants within the government don't change. They are still the same. Of course, policies can change. Things can become more focus areas, or less absolutely. important. The focus areas of the government of the day will change. But that's not hard to determine that. It's not hard to look at what the policies of the various poli- the, uh, parties have got to understand what you should be thinking about depending on which government and this is what i'm talking about is is because we're trying to determine what the problems of the customer are um and so we need to look at i guess having a three-year view we go we need to look at both sides of politics absolutely we need to to examine the macro environment we need to look at um lots of different factors geopolitical situations um and and try to forecast what's going to happen for them and it's a binary it's going to go one way or the other what's going to happen either way plan for that yep and then be ready for when it comes out rather than just, oh, we'll see what happens. That's anyway. right. And, and so your, your deals you're talking to clients about right now, uh, you know, uh, your stepping stone deals have got to cater for that type of, that, that type of outcome. The good thing in, though in a, in a federal government election cycle is the, the research shows um, great company, Intermedium, does, does a whole variety of, of, of reports and analytics into the market, and their research has shown that generally the spending over an 18-month period around an election doesn't change. Yeah. It, it drops down, but then it picks back up again, and generally the amount of spending stays the same. Mm. Now, sales guys won't like me saying that because often it's an excuse, oh, there's a government, there'll be no spending. But overall, the spending stays of course. at the same level. We're going to get stuff done. You've got to keep spending money, you know. And, of course, we're in a really interesting time and I don't know. I, I don't know if I would be prepared to predict exactly what will happen. We've had a we've had an, ama- an immense amount of money being spent, which needed to be spent to keep the economy afloat for COVID, and we've seen little or no impact um, a, 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 um, in the economy. And of course, there's been horrible hardship by by a lot of small businesses. And I I see that, uh, but overall, um, you know, the economy is picking up and and and, and is bounding along. Um, will the amount of spending be the same? Into the new year, into the new um, government cycle, and so that means our sales coaches and our CEOs who are who are looking at what their sales teams and their client experts are having conversations about needs to be really cognizant of what will the spending be on. You need mm. to be able to predict. Um, I think you could probably predict that healthcare is going to continue to get spending. Yeah, probably defence and education. Yeah. 
Maybe not a lot of other spending elsewhere. Perhaps at borders, we'll get some spending for sure. Um, so I, I think that you know they're, the they're, they're, you'll have to put some bets in the ground uh, about that. But yeah. and, and this is where the CEO sales plan comes in. Is Completely, you've, you've, yeah. you've got to take a chance. You've got yes. to have a do research, have a strategy, and go yeah. for that strategy. Because if you're not prepared, that's right. Then you, yeah. you know, you just if, if you're trying to be all things to all people, you're going to miss out anyway, right? Correct. So you're going to have to go. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to take salespeople and resources out of this sector of the public sector or this sector of my enterprise clients, and I'm going to put it over here. As painful as that will be, that is, is going to absolutely position you better going forward. Yeah. And that, then I was going to ask you, so with this real-life example in the workshop, they're doing you know sales, better sales planning and so forth, better objective setting. Are they changing the remuneration? Because that's no, they're not. That's another one, right? No, no and not. maybe not yet. Not yet, but that might flow on out. That might flow. Their remuneration will change because they are going to be more successful. You no. know, so it'll change within the current structure, but they aren't changing remuneration for planning, etc. Yeah. Which which really requires a CEO. So so once they're more successful, yeah. then they have a, a you know a case to say to the CEO. How about we look at this different yeah. methodology? Yeah. Uh, it's just like Agile. When Agile started, you know, a few people were using it. You know, it really was an IT system. Yeah. And now CEOs are adopting it all over the place yeah. for everything. Yeah, that's right. Because it's a hot new thing. But well, it's, that's it's been around for 10 years. Yeah. You know? Whether it does anything or not, who knows? Yeah. Well, and but the thing is, if it doesn't actually make change, and, and yeah. your change is explicitly measurable in revenue, yeah. do we win more deals, yeah. do we not? Exactly. Compared to the resources we yeah. expend exactly. to yeah. win those yeah. deals. Yeah, we've inputted this and we got more out of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and this is one group within, I presume there's other sales groups in these companies? Yes, yes. So we look at comparison. Yeah. You know, it's actually a great test case. I know. Case. It's a great test case. And really interesting when you talked about remuneration, it, it causes me to say another one of my clients is starting with a change in their remuneration. Really? Yeah. So that's a really interesting. They aren't, they aren't doing CEO, uh, you know, the right model CEO-led sales from a holistic perspective, but Yet. they are starting to change their remuneration structure to reward planning. Which gives me a lot of yeah. you know, so so you know as we said at the start the whole right model is one thing but there are little bits and pieces that you can go and say that's interesting why mm. don't I go and try that piece yeah because every organisation is different and every yeah. situation is different yeah and it's based on people who have different you know uh, yeah. things that they gravitate towards but I feel like with this you know because it is a model you can start with one and then eventually evolve the other parts to some degree yeah and I think that you know. If, the people who have success will continue to adopt more and more and more yeah. of the elements because obviously it works for them. Yeah. So it'd be really interesting to see. And this is a long-term process. I mean, you're not absolutely. You know, it's a multi-year yeah. before yeah. you really see a good well, result. I, I, I completely. And when we were writing the book, we we this is four years. Mm. Four years from the day you put the la, put the book down and turn the last page. Four years if you decide tomorrow morning I'm calling. Andrew Phillips, um, four years later, you'll be coming to the end of that change program, yeah. which is quite exciting yeah. because you'll see you'll be, you'll be see the benefits along the way. Yeah, which is just like exercise. You know, of course. You don't, you don't get yeah. up one morning and go, I'm going to go for my first run and go back and jump on the scales because yeah. yeah. nothing has changed. Well, I do. For months. <laughs> <laughs> but it's months. It's yeah. almost years before your body yeah. really changes into the form yes. 
and but you just have belief. Yeah. And so I guess you need a little bit of belief, but you'll see indicators along the way. Completely, you'll see indicators along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And the fitness exercise uh, analogies are very fine one because you, you suddenly it becomes easier to run, but you actually haven't lost any weight yet, but you're running easier, you know. And, yeah. You know, yeah. And you feel better. And you feel better, and you're getting up earlier. You know, like okay, well now I'm losing a bit of weight, but I'm not getting any stronger. You know, like and, and little bits and pieces happen like that. Yeah. And then yeah. you balance it all, but at the end of yeah. the day, yeah. you know that you'll improve. Yeah, that's right. If you adopt a method. Methodology yeah, that early works. signs are there. Yeah. yeah, Andrew, that was good. It's Great. good to go to the next level of detail. I hope that helped people to really understand the practicalities of sure. getting started. Sure, is that it's not all the theoretical stuff from yeah. the top work down. You can start from different angles, different things that will suit your particular organisation. And I think that that's a nice way for people to think about it and go. You know, it's a big thing to do, but I can just chunk it and do one thing. Completely, one thing's better than no things. Completely. Right? Completely. <laughs> all right, Andrew. Thanks for that, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to the show. If you have any questions or would like to contact Andrew, please contact him on coledsales.com.au where you can also purchase a copy of his book if you're in Australia or if you're overseas, please head to Amazon where you can buy it online. Thanks for listening.